0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a fresh episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we believe resilience in leadership is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. However you got here, however you stumbled on the podcast, however you found out about us, I'm glad you're here. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. And as I coach leaders each week, I'm finding myself saying one phrase with greater frequency these days. It's this. Naming things has a way of taming things, and naming things has a way of changing things. Have you ever noticed that? When you're angry or anxious or afraid about something, just telling a trusted friend or family member about it seems to diffuse those feelings. When you name shame, it actually makes it less powerful. It loosens the grip it has on you in your life. When you're stuck on a problem where it seems like you're spinning your wheels on that project that you've been working on for months. Somehow, naming that with your team helps you get unstuck. When there is tension in the room between two team members in your organization and you get it out on the table and work through it, there's often breakthrough. But many leaders are unable to name the thing. Now, normally these things are called elephants, right? We need to name the elephants in the room, as we say. Maybe we could say it differently. Naming elephants has a way of taming the elephants, and naming the elephants has a way of changing the dynamics, and often the elephants don't seem so scary anymore. In fact, the elephants can actually become our friends. Have you ever been in a culture or subculture or even some family dynamics where nobody acknowledged the big, fat, hairy pachyderm standing in the corner? The elephant is right there, staring us in the face, breathing on us. It's so close. And though everyone sees it, everyone knows it, and finds it uncomfortable to ignore it, we still ignore it. At first, this dynamic is almost laughable, and then it's annoying, and then it's downright frustrating and exhausting. Why can't we have the courage to name the elephant? And here's the danger. If we ignore it, when we refuse to name the elephants, the elephants stay in the room. And the longer the elephants remain walking around in the room, they run the risk that they will step on us, sit on us, and maybe even squish us to death. So why are we so afraid of naming those elephants? Is it that we're afraid to acknowledge That one of our employees is bringing down the entire team and the organization will fall apart? Is that what we're afraid of? Or if we address the poor attitude of our star performer and they leave, then what will we do without them? The fear of the worst-case scenario is what often keeps leaders from naming the elephant. So we all know that children's fable written by the Danish author Hans Christian Andersen, The Emperor's New Clothes. The folktale has been translated into over 100 languages. I know you know the story generally. We all do. But I recently reread it. And I, I just want to remind you of the details of that story. The two swindlers arrive in the capital city of an emperor who spends lavishly on clothing at the expense of state matters. Posing as weavers, these two deceivers offer to supply the king, the emperor, with magnificent clothes that are invisible to those who are stupid and foolish. The emperor hires them, and they set up looms, and they go to work. A succession of officials, and then the emperor himself, visit these two weavers, and they check on their progress. They each see that the loom is empty, but they pretend, and they avoid the issue, because they don't want to be seen as being a fool. Finally, the weavers report that the emperor's suit is finished and these two mime dressing him. And the emperor sets off in a procession before the entire city. The townsfolk uncomfortably go along with the pretense, not wanting to appear foolish or stupid until there's a child in the crowd who blurts out that the emperor is wearing no clothes. The people then realize that everyone has been fooled. And although startled, the emperor continues the procession, walking more proudly than ever before. Now, here's the grave mistake that we make when we read this story. We think that this is just a children's story written over 150 years ago. No, no, no. This is a leadership story That is written again and again and again, each week in countless leadership contexts. We don't want to look stupid, so we don't say anything at all. And it wasn't until a child blurted it out, something that everyone knew, that the naked elephant was named, and then it changed everything. The nakedness in your organization, business, church, and team needs to be named It needs to be named purposefully, respectfully, and tactfully, but it also needs to be named courageously. If not, we're just fooling ourselves into thinking that we are leading. Refusing to name elephants is play acting and maybe even politics, but it is not leadership. Listen, if you can draw on your courage, if you can name the elephant, if you can befriend the elephant, if you can calmly invite the elephant to come over and sit down and teach you and your team something, that's... When you're leading with courage and resilience, the best leaders that I know refuse to leave elephants in the room unnamed. Leadership expert Max Dupree famously stated, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. And in between the two, the leader must become a servant and a debtor. That sums up the progress of an artful leader. Oh, man, that quote is pure gold, and it's worth its own episode in its entirety. He said, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last responsibility, to say thank you. And in between those two is to become a servant and a debtor. What is Dupree saying our first job is as a leader? Naming the elephants. It's like walking into a mall. Remember those things? Those buildings that you would walk into and buy things from stores? Yeah, those were the days. When you walked in the vestibule of the mall, you were met with a large sign that had a map on it with a little red dot that said what? You are here. Why? Because you can't go to where you need to go to find that store in the mall if you don't first know what door you walked into. Those maps define reality for us. You may have walked in the door that's farthest away from the store that you need to go to. It may be the least convenient of all locations for you, but at least it tells you the truth. At least it defines reality. So how do we name the elephants? How do we identify the big red sticker that says you are here? First, we have to take a deep breath, draw on our courage, look ourselves in the mirror and and ask, what am I so afraid of in this situation? This is good old-fashioned self-reflection. It's facing your fears and worries and putting them all out on the table. I know this isn't easy for all of us, but if you want to be a healthy leader, if you want to be a resilient leader, if you want to be an effective leader, you must be a courageous one. You must address what is going on below the surface of your life and acknowledge the submerged part of your leadership iceberg. You must. Remember. Trust is built through connection, and connection is established by vulnerability. And it's only when you're vulnerable that you grow first, which leads to the second one, that we have to model this vulnerability first. We can't expect our people to do it first. We have to do it. It's the go first principle. We must ask people for feedback after we've defined reality ourselves. We must ask for that last 5% of the truth. Hearing and offering 95% of the truth in an organization is relatively easy, but it's that last 5% of the truth that burns and stings, but we must hear it and we must give it. And when it's safe enough, people will tell us the truth, but only when it's safe. And when people have the courage to tell us the truth, even if we don't like it, even if we don't agree with it, as leader As a leader, there's only two words to say in response. Thank you. Just say thank you. When it comes to individual people, we most often praise in public and critique in private. However, there are times when problems, issues, low standards, and realities cannot be ignored with the team. They must be named. It brings about accountability. Culture is created by what you celebrate, by what you mourn, and what is taboo. Ask yourself, what is taboo in our organization or culture? What are we not allowed to talk about? If you can identify what is taboo in your organization, you've just identified your elephants. If your culture has a lot of elephants, I hate to break it to you, but there's a mess that you need to deal with. There are problems you need to address because nobody feels safe to speak up if there are a whole bunch of elephants wandering around your room. And third... Ask the team this question. If, you continue, if we continue to ignore reality and not name these elephants, how would that damage the culture of our team and what our team is trying to accomplish? See, so there must be psychological safety. For a refresher, on the absolutely essential element of psychological safety and trust within a team, see the previous episode, episode 51, where we talked about the five norms of healthy teams. I want to encourage you to go back and re-listen to that. Again, reflect on what you're afraid of, model vulnerability first, define reality, and then ask your team to give you the last 5%, and in doing so, they will help you name your elephants. And after you've done that, then look at your team, smile, and say, thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today. I never take it for granted that you would give up a few minutes of your day to listen to me. I hope it's helpful. I'm great. I'm grateful for you. I'm very deeply grateful for you. And I continue to be deeply grateful for the Resilient Leaders podcast producer, Joel Limbowen. And you should too. Why? Because I could not do this podcast without him. He produces every single episode of this podcast. You got to visit his site to see the good work. he's doing. Check out onalimproductions.com. It's also in the show notes. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, name things to tame things. Name things to change things. Acknowledge the elephant. Befriend the elephant. Invite the elephant to sit down and teach you something you need to know. It's the only way we can grow into being a resilient leader.